this is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book. It's the end of the year, and I haven't posted a podcast in about a month. This was on purpose as I did a little bit of revamping. Not much will change for the next year as far as the Lonely Guy with a Book podcast, but I've got other podcasts that are starting and some other creative projects that I'm excited about, and I really just had to stop and focus on those things so that I could be ready on a January 1st deadline to move forward. So this is going to be the first of two end-of-the-year podcasts. These are going to be the best books I read that were written in 2022. Now, as always, I'm limited by what I read. And as I went through and looked at the list of books, and I don't think it'll be hard for you to see it either, it was pretty clear that I definitely have a type when it comes to new fiction. And it's interesting because if we go through my best of 2022, it's for terms of books written in any year, that that type does not hold out. In fact, in other words, those books don't seem to make it into the top 20, or just a few of them do. But that is definitely the kind of thriller, suspense, mystery, murder novel, you know, a good number of these books are going to fall into that category. I'm going to go through the list fairly quickly with the goal that just talk about each one of them for a moment and just give an idea of why I rated the number one book written in 2022 as number one. Uh, In the number 20 slot, there was An Island by Karen Jennings. This was actually the second, I believe, podcast I did for Lonely Guy with a Book. An Island is a different type of book as far as it's not a, a suspense thriller. We're talking about man on an island. He had had a very difficult life. A stranger arrives to the island one day, and much of the story is about the man and the stranger. The stranger doesn't speak the, lang- the same language. And trying to figure out the stranger's intentions and how ultimately they get resolved. It was a good book. I gave it four stars. I enjoyed reading it, and I I would definitely recommend it. Aston Noon wrote Vicious Creatures for our number 19 book. This was uh, a female uh, thriller about uh, going a past transgression, uh, a past death, uh, missing persons, and how it impacted people today and a new missing persons case. And it was good. It was fun to um, read that. She goes back to her hometown. There's some conflict between her and her mother and then between her and her daughter. That's the protagonist. That was fun to, to try to work through. And again, that was four stars. Also four stars, number 18, Point Last Scene by Christina Dodd. And this is going to end up being volume one in a new series. I'm looking forward to volume two. We have a woman who washes up on the shore and she has amnesia. She's taken in by local good guy who turns out to be super stud ex-spy, becomes her protector. A romance buds, bad guys are thwarted, and there was some strong LGBTQ representation that I enjoyed. Wrong Place, Wrong Time by Jillian McAllister, also four stars. And this was a time travel novel. And we addressed time travel as far as did it obey the rules of time travel, primarily consistency. I thought it did. I thought the resolution was smart. 
I thought that the characters, especially the protagonist, was engaging and easy to root for. Four stars for our number 16 book, After We Were Stolen, by Brooke Bifus. This was a book that did not get reviewed for the podcast. It was very good, though. It turns out that there was uh, we're dealing with a cult, and the cult had stolen, kidnapped some children. And we find out about how they were discovered and what consequences there are for kids, now young adults, who were involved in that, as well as for the leaders of the cult. It was very good. It was a change of pace because... While it had moments that were intensity, it really wasn't a thriller. Once they got away from the cult, which happens very early on, at that point it becomes just trying to figure things out, piecing together a puzzle as opposed to chasing somebody cross-country. Death at a Blackout did get reviewed. This was by Jessica Ellicott. Four stars. This was a very fun book about a woman who teams up with a constable in World War II, just at the beginning of World War II in Europe. There's a mysterious death. They've got to figure out what happened. The clues don't really add up as we're going along. It has a, there's a lot of talk in there about what we might think as women's liberation, especially coming in World War II. What what are the roles that women can play in this? She lets her parents down by choosing not to pursue getting married, which was very upsetting to them. It was a, it was a good story, and it was definitely a whodunit, and it was a very good whodunit. Things We Do in the Dark by Jennifer Hillier. This was a very interesting character study of, you know, asking the question, can people change? Our protagonist gets accused of murdering her husband. We don't know who did it. We know somebody did. So there is the element of needing to solve the murder, but then also helping us to understand where our protagonist came from, how she got there, and where she's going to end up going. This was a fun read because... There was a lot of overall deception. People keeping secrets from their secrets, which is always enjoyable. Alias Emma by Ava Glass. Also four stars. Emma is an alias, not her real name. She is a spy and has to travel across London overnight with the person she's protecting to get back to MI6 before the Russians take him out. And that was a fun story. That that was all chase and high-intensity action. Uh, there were explosions and shootings and all the things you would hope would be in those kind of books. And there were, and it was in there, and it was very good. We're hoping this was volume one of a series. Very much a change of pace for our last four-star book. Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng. This takes place in a dystopian future where the United States government has agreed to a set of laws aimed at protecting the purity of the nation and the patriotism of the nation, specifically targeting citizens and non-citizens of Asian descent. Our missing hearts, I don't really want to give away what that is, but the book itself that we're reading is how people come to protest and make a dent against that ultra-right-wing fascist society. The thing is that when Miss Ng was writing this book, 
I don't know that she knew just how prophetic some of what she said would be. The number 11 book. This is our first five star and all the books from this point forward will be five star. Dreamtown by David Baldacci. This is number three in the Archer series. Archer is a kind of down on his luck private eye. I think Sam Marlowe type character. Baldacci knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's really a good writer. And he's at the point where everything he writes is sharp, hits its mark. The 620 Man, this is a one-off, also by David Baldacci. 620 Man, this is a story about a guy who is trying to uncover corporate espionage, and he drives the 620 train every morning and sees stuff that he's probably not supposed to, and chases, and danger ensues. Very good book. Gwendy's Final Task comes in the number nine spot. This is written by Stephen King and Richard Schismar. Gwendy's Button Box is, was volume one in a three in a trilogy. This is book three in the trilogy. And at this point, Gwendy is, she's in her 60s and she's a member of Congress and she's given one more task to deal with the button box. If you haven't read either of the first two, I'm not sure that this book would be as enjoyable. It definitely should be the third book you read, but all three of them are very short. You know, again, I would recommend the series, but out of books written this year, uh, I put this at number nine. Number eight, Long Shadows, Amos Decker, number seven by David Baldacci. And this is going to get reviewed sometime in 2023 as it's the seventh book in the Amos Decker series. A very sharp change of pace for Amos Decker and some of the some of the things we've gotten used to with him. I enjoyed all those changes. Number seven, Ink Black Heart uh, by Robert Galbraith in the Comrade Strike series. This is J.K. Rawlings' pen name and got a lot of slack for this book did for Miss, Miss representing trans people, but I did not see that. I know what her personal comments are, but in the book itself... Um, I did not think that was much of an issue at all. I'd already read the first four books, so I definitely was going to read the fifth book. I was a little apprehensive. I don't want to endorse writing that is anti-trans. Having worked with a lot of trans people and and just recognizing the, the challenges that they have, but I do not think that will be an issue. The story itself was very good. J.K. Rowling, say what you want to, she can write. I don't know if I would start a new series with her just because of some of the things she said and they're so recent, but I definitely would continue to read the Comrade Strike series because I'm, I'm invested in the characters and I want to see how, if what she's saying in her personal life is reflected into her reading. Black Mouth by Ronald Malfi. This was a book I read sort of as a throwaway. I just had a little bit of extra time. It was not a particularly long book and I was shocked at how good it was. This gets rated as number six for books written in 2022. It was creepy. It was unsettling. It was everything you would want horror fiction to be. A big surprise. I, I just didn't, I did not expect it to be that good. And it was excellent. And the number five spot, John Grisham wrote a book called The Boys from Biloxi. And this book was kind of a, it was a bigger book. It, it covered really two families who were in this, small community and how they were kind of in and out of each other's lives over two or three generations 
and really the vastly different choices that they made and how they ended up on not only opposite sides of an issue, but opposite sides of the law. And it was, how did the, how did the family members reconcile with themselves and with each other? It was just, and it was very well done. At number four, we have The Last Chairlift. This is a John Irving book. John Irving is a great writer. He never fails to perplex me with the, the way he addresses various topics. As is expected, he addresses sexuality, LGBTQ issues. He seems to do that in all of his books. Uh, but the story itself was just engaging, very fun. You really grew to love this one family of misfits. And if it had just been, oh, they're misfits, but they're really nice, it wouldn't have been worth reading. It's a great story. A lot happens. A very pleasant surprise comes in number three, Anywhere You Run by Wanda Morris. About halfway through the book, I, I thought the book was kind of slow. I was unprepared for the last half where the where things really picked up. All the pieces that Wanda Morris had been laying out for us all came together. I thought the ending was stellar. This was a five-star book, and out of the books written in 2022, I rated it as number three. Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Uh, I did a podcast on Fairy Tale or so ago. This is a great book. It reminded me of Eyes of the Dragon as far as being kind of that dark fairy tale book. But this was definitely its own book. It was not a sequel. Maybe I say this with all of his books, but it really showed you what he can do. This was this world building and excellent. It, you know, because the first half takes place in our land and then he goes into fairy tale land and he builds that that universe beautifully. It was It was very, very good and I think most people would enjoy it. And then finally, Heartstopper Number 4 by Alice Oshman. Now, this was the only book written in 2022 that cracked the top 100 of all-time lists, so it'll get its own podcast in the future. This is about the romance between two teenage boys, and maybe the first 10 pages of volume number one, there was a little bit of novelty because it was about two boys, but very quickly that gets set aside, and it's just a really good story, very meaningful. It's a graphic novel very easy to read. The art is very simplistic. And I'm not saying that in, a, in an insulting way, but it's very simple art, very simple writing, and it is beautiful. And if you are somebody who can be touched by great writing, this book might be the one for you. Okay. Well, I went through those 20 books pretty quickly. 2022 has been a good year for me for reading tough year in many other respects but the books i've read have been really good i got about 160 books done this year which is it's actually quite low compared to what i typically read but i read a lot of books i was very excited about and i've been excited to talk about and then starting the podcast gave me an additional element not only in my reading but also then in my thinking about reading afterward this is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book.